This is a Liverpool Echo podcast on Anfield Plus, the home of your daily podcasts, bringing you the inside track from Liverpool FC. Three games played, three wins, three clean sheets and nine points on the board. Yes, Liverpool sit top of the table after they beat Brighton 1-0 this evening to maintain their perfect start to the season. Mo Salah's 29th goal in 29 appearances in Anfield was enough to settle a scrappy contest and ensure the Reds made the most of Man City's slip-up at Wolves. I'm your host Paul Wheelock and in this, the Liverpool Echo's latest post-game podcast, we will be getting the verdict from the stands, from the press box and from the dugout. We'll kick off with the thoughts of five Liverpool supporters who have phoned into this show. We'll then hear from our Liverpool FC correspondent James Pearce. And we'll round off this podcast with audio highlights from Jurgen Klopp's press conference, including what he had to say on the impressive Joe Gomez and on the departing Lonis Karius. Enjoy, and we'll be back after the Leicester match next Saturday. An Anfield Plus podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Sam Planch reviewing the Brighton game. Uh, basically, I think we started well there. Um, we had quite a few chances. Didn't convert them all, though, and only went in one nil at half-time. Though we could have played better, I was expecting us uh, to, to kick on further in the second half. That didn't happen. I uh, thought the second half was very poor. Um, we gave the ball away a lot. The tempo just wasn't there. We, we didn't really get going second half at all. Um, and, and Brighton was set up well and, and they gave it a good go. Obviously, they left a foot in uh, a bit and there was, there was a lot of decisions. I think the referee lost the game, to be honest with you. Uh, I think he lost control of it. But we, we should have done a lot better second half. Um, didn't come off for Manny today, you know, been praising him. He's had a good start first couple of games. Nothing come off for that lad today. Firmino still looks a bit behind it. Um, and Salah scored a great goal. So we're out of front three far and, we're, you know, we're still getting the points, which is a really, really good sign. We're looking comfortable at the back. Uh, special mention for Gomez. I think he's been absolutely brilliant alongside Van Dijk there. And, you know... We can't drop him. Um, don't try and come off at the end there. I wonder if he's going to, against Leicester, whether we're going to put Gomez right back and bring Matip back in alongside Van Dijk. I personally don't want to see that many changes at the back. I think uh, any changes can be in the likes of the midfield and stuff. And talking about the midfield, I thought, thought Keita was quiet today, but he was playing in a deeper midfield role. I think he needs to be really at the apex, right on the point of the, uh, the midfield, just behind the front three. I think he can really do some damage with the ball there. Um, and I wouldn't have personally brought him off. I think he should have got a, you know, I think he could have been the man that, that could have got the thread the ball or got a second or created one, you know. But you can see why Anderson want uh, needs minutes and and it's a squad game and everything. But listen, at the end of the day, we we were below par. Uh, we're top of the shop and and we haven't played uh, very well today. And that that's that's a good sign. I think last season we had to play brilliant to win, and now we have got something different about us. Obviously. With the goalkeeper at the back, he's dead cool and cool as you like. He's done a few things there. He's got to watch. He's not going to get caught. He's got to know when to just to just whack it. But he's really cool. He's good on the ball. He made a good save at the end. I wasn't sure on the ground if he could have come for it to cross, but he, he still saved it and uh, kept us the point. So overall, well, you know, we're on, on to the next game now. And like like I've been saying, let's just uh, take each game as it comes. But. I'm delighted with the points, you know, and uh, there's not a better feeling than getting the points, and we can't be spoilt every week with sparkling football. It's Ross from Witness with his thoughts on the Liverpool v Brighton game. Bit of a scrappy game, but we managed to get the three points. Uh, Brighton 
set up as a lot of teams are going to set up now when they come to Anfield, very defensively. There was um, it was more of a six-three-one that they were playing first half, um, just keeping the space tight. I thought we dealt with it quite well. We made a couple of chances. Um, thought Robinson had a very good first half down the left, a couple of good balls. Um, their keeper was quite involved in the first half as well. Saves from Firmino's header and a shot from Salah's couple of good saves from their keeper looked quite decent. Uh, the goal, very good goal, good pressure from Milner again in midfield, who we thought had a solid game. Um, and then when the ball's won there, which is what we're good at, the high press, the passing was so quick, just cut the cut the defence open, which had been tight for most of the game because of the speed of the attack. Um, just a quick passing and then Salah was in, great finish as usual. Doesn't really miss from there. And 1-0 up at half-time. Couldn't ask for much more. Port Van Dijk, um, first half as well, was quite influential. It was noticeable for, to me that he was, because they had so little going forward, they would literally just have one. They just had one man up there, you know, probably playing for scraps, free kicks and what. Whenever we had the ball, because we had so much of the ball first half, Van Dijk was involved in quite a lot of it. I thought pushing up and he just made an extra man. I thought that was good to see. Um Robinson had a good game down the left first half. And, you know, we went 1-0 up at half-time, pretty comfortable. Um, second half, thought Brighton were a lot brighter, to be fair. You've got to give them the due. They came out, um, he put a lot more bodies, I thought, forward. Made it a lot, give us a bit more to think about, second half. Um, there was a few issues we had. Um, the keeper, our keeper, he looked... He looks so cool at the back, you know, when the, when he's got the ball at his feet, he looks like he wants to be playing out, to be honest. He looks like a really cool character with the ball. And there was the, that in particular one where he'd done a little chip over the defender, which over the attacker, sorry. Um, but no points as if in, in the past that keepers would do this for Liverpool. And you'd be panicking and you'd go, get me the edge, booty. But there's a sort of calmness about him that, that it's been mentioned before. There's a calmness about the man that, and it seems to rub off on the defenders as well. I thought Joe Gomez was great, very calm at the back. And Van Dyke as well, the calmness of Van Dyke rubs off. I think one thing with um, Allison, he does does need to be a little bit careful with that. You know, in some games, you know, in the bigger games, you don't want that to become a mistake. And because teams are going to notice that he is good on the ball and he likes to play the ball at his feet. So they're going to press him. He just needs to be a little bit smarter, but. His coolness, I think, rubs on everyone. And he made a couple of good saves in the second half as well, so that was excellent to see. Um, man of the match, I I really like. I thought Van Dyke was solid. I think you've got to give Van Dyke a lot of credit. And I thought Robinson. It was probably I'd, I'd probably go for Van Dyke just for his coolness. Good game from him. Um, and it's just the job done, isn't it? In the past, we in the past these games, we'd be. Worrying, you know, going into the last 10 15 minutes, oh, we're going to concede, we're going to concede. But at no point watching that game did I think, oh, we're going to lose this. It was it was a comfortable one, though, and even though it was a scrappy game, obviously not, not a classic, but it was a job done. And we go on to the next one. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line. So, Liverpool are top of the league, we've won every game so far. Um, it's easy, this, isn't it? <laughs> um, no, we had to work hard for that one, um, but with Man City dropping points earlier today, it was imperative that Liverpool got the win. 
Uh, City probably aren't going to drop many this season, so we've got to take advantage of it when it happens if we're going to challenge for the league. Uh, Brighton didn't make it easy. You know, they were very well organised. Uh, they were hard to break down, but, you know, Liverpool just kept chipping away. The high press was on display again. Um, the first goal, I mean, was just a great example of that. James Milner winning the ball, um, just didn't let them have any time. And then Salah with a great finish. Um, I mean, Milner today was just... That guy's like the Terminator. He just doesn't go away. He had another amazing game. Just he was everywhere. And it says a lot that Fabinho can't even get in the side at the moment because of how good Milner's playing. And Ginny as well has been really good. They just look so solid in the centre of the park at the moment. It's amazing. Um, also, shout out to Alisson as well, um, who had another great game. Um, one moment of madness in there, but he also did that insane flick um made a huge save near the end of the game you know uh in sort of years gone by that probably would have gone in and it would have ended 1-1 so he's again really shown that confidence at the back hopefully doesn't do any more of those crazy touches because I'm not sure my uh, heart can handle it as the season goes on but yeah, I just thought it was it was a really solid performance, similar to how we ground out the win against Palace. Obviously, a bit of a shame we didn't kill it off with a second goal, but I think the pundits on BT Sport maybe missed the point a little bit afterwards, saying it wasn't a great performance. At the end of the day, we'd have lost that game last season. And the fact that we saw it out, got another clean sheet and looked fairly confident doing it, it's you know they're the kind of games you've got to win if you're going to win the league so yeah more of that but you know hopefully next week we'll get a 3-0 or something so it's a little bit less stressful but I'll keep taking the wins and the clean sheets all day cheers uh, Mark Baker attempting to analyse the Liverpool versus Brighton Hove Albion game so at Anfield so last week I talked about two key factors I felt that could hold Liverpool back in terms of making a credible title challenge one was trying to find a reliable centre-half partner for Virgil van Dijk. And in that sense, Joe Gomez had another positive afternoon for Liverpool. I thought he played well in the role. So let's hope he can continue that and we can continue to see progress in that area. But the other area I touched on was brought home, really, against Brighton. And that was, do Liverpool have enough craft in their midfield when teams sit behind the ball in their defensive third with compact units? for Liverpool to be able to break them down and and create enough chances to, to see the games off. And when you think about what you need, so there's going to be a lot of teams are going to set up in this manner against Liverpool, such as Liverpool's superiority being and, and the threat that they pose to sides. So you think about some of the the key elements you need in order to, to break down teams who set up like this. Now, what you really want to do is you want to have height and depth to your attack and width. So, in terms of Liverpool's width, normally comes from the full-back areas. So, in sense, Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson. As Liverpool play with a narrow front three for the majority of the time. You'd also need to be patient. So, you need to move the ball, circulate the ball well, into higher areas of the pitch. And build attacks and try and prolong them. So, if you, what you do is, if you are patient and you build attacks, then what you've normally got is is your players in advantageous areas in the opposition's defensive third. So that if the ball's then turned over, 
and unfortunately you you created players cut out by the opposition, then you're in a good position to win the ball back. And for the most part, I do believe in the, the first half of Liverpool's game against Brighton, Liverpool did it pretty well to, to, to a large extent, but lacked the kind of player that all top teams have, and this is what I feared and this is what I talked about last week, to open the door in terms of being able to see a pass quicker than anybody else, being able to execute what they see. So I talked about the fact that obviously Felipe Coutinho was that player for Liverpool, the top 10 player in world football, and had great imagination to his game, great craft. And the three key elements you need to break down low block defences, so you think of shots from range because the team will sit deep. You think about the ability to wait a pass and that imagination that I talk about to, to dissect the back line. And the third thing, being able to beat players in tight areas in, in higher up the pitch. So, as as much as Liverpool had a lot of the elements in terms of team elements, the, the things I talked about before, that they did well in the first half, it was still, I felt, plays out like a lot of games I've seen Liverpool play against teams who set up like this. And that's got to be a concern for me. I mean, there's been a lot of fanfare given to Naby Keita for his, his first performances for Liverpool. And I must admit, I felt he was good against West Ham, albeit I mentioned before, Earlier on the other week, the West Ham played into Liverpool's hands, didn't really lay a glove on Liverpool, and Liverpool were allowed to play well. This was more a test of a test in terms of Brighton, like narrow angles and distances, making sure Liverpool couldn't play through the units. So, since that game, apart from the turn aside at Crystal Palace where he flighted a very good ball to Salah, I haven't actually been as impressed by Keita as, as many of the, the fan bases would suggest, but it's early doors, and I'm still trying to work out what kind of player the player is. I mean, for me, against Brighton, it was a very safe and steady performance, and I'm hoping that there's a lot more to come from him in terms of that, because when I actually see his player profile, then hopefully I can sort of give an opinion on, on what he can add to Liverpool breaking teams down. But I mentioned that the makeup of Liverpool's midfield is going to be so important when they face sides like this. So, what you really want to do is you want to get higher players uh, into little pockets of space, half spaces, if you like, between the units of the opposition. And I didn't think Liverpool did that enough. I've seen, for example, Keita and Milner coming a lot towards the ball, and that just plays into the opposition's hands, really. What you want to do, you want your midfield players, especially in them two number eight roles, them interior players, to have a bit of bravery about them, to be able to receive in tight pockets of space and then, and then play forward. Um, with quick combinations. And that's where I mentioned last week, I felt that Adam Lallana could be a player who, who could easily um, be a more progressive player in terms of when Liverpool play against this kind of side. Now, now Lallana's fantastic on the half turn. In fact, in the Premier League, probably no better player at receiving the ball on the back foot. And he does put himself in them areas and combines, really, attack midfield to attack so that might be an option Liverpool have to think about in one of them number eight areas and it would certainly be an option that I'd go for um, Wijnaldum I think has been excellent for Liverpool as the start of the season if not Liverpool's best player excellence and I've always been a big fan of his I think he's a fantastic player in terms of he's a touch player really he's a player but he, he's very metronomic and what I mean by that is he circulates the ball very well holds on to possession plays in short spaces and his passing range is quite over over a short distance as well. And when you think about what else you need to sort of transition the ball against these sorts of sides, you need to switch play quickly. And in terms of that, I feel Liverpool do miss Jordan Henderson 
in the games because he is the one player who's got that in Liverpool's midfield who's got that medium to longer range uh, pass and can switch the play quicker. So that's a massive element as well. So Liverpool have got to think about the makeup of that midfield, and I think it's it's going to be imperative going forward that they try and get the right players in the right areas and the right selection um, to be able to break these sides down. There wasn't a lot of Liverpool did massively wrong in the first half, although they didn't have that key player. But in the second half, the patience went out the window. They weren't building attacks no longer. They were trying to force the play. And to be fair to the midfield, I felt the front three, as they have for the majority of the season, I've got to, I've got to say, I think they've started a bit sluggishly, even against Crystal Palace. I mean, Marnie's goal towards the end of the game sort of flossed over it a bit, glossed over it, I should say, but... They weren't, they weren't fantastic in the combinations in that game either, but they're fantastic players, so they'll get better. But it was, it was a lot of attacks breaking down, Liverpool not being able to maintain attacks, and then obviously anxiety filters into the game then, and, and being serious, Brighton could have easily got back into a game that they looked like no real threat in. And that comes from Liverpool not not doing the things that you should do against that type of team and, and enable them to, to be in a position where the game be or is more comfortable, really. So that's what I'd take out the game. It's going to be interesting. I do fear they haven't got that Coutinho player. Well, they haven't. It's as simple as that. I mean, but hopefully Naby Keita can show more and suggest to me he can, he's got the skill set to be able to help Liverpool in these kinds of games and also the makeup of Liverpool's midfield. I think, like I talked about in these sort of games, Henderson as your sitting player, as your number six, to be able to switch play quicker. And then you've got Van Alden in the box-to-box role, third man running role that he excelled in at his previous clubs. Because with Van Alden, the great thing about him is you get the both really of the game. If you can play him in them higher areas and give him license, then he has that instinct and from his previous clubs and his previous workloads within them clubs, his body of work, to suggest that he can do the both. He can maintain possession and be a threat and get into them half spaces. So I just think a reconfiguration of how Liverpool go about it. Otherwise, I do feel that we may see similar games um, to what we've seen tonight. I think that there's a massive amount of positivity around Liverpool. But if Alisson doesn't make the save at the end, I think we're talking about, right, where did it go wrong for Liverpool in the second half and what they need to address. So it's fine margins, really. And I don't think anyone should be getting carries away because Liverpool have won the game because I think there was massive issues in terms of Liverpool going forwards and the issues that I think he's got to decide upon and and make changes in. Hi, this is Simon Donnelly, LFC Echo jury member. I've just got back from Anfield. Uh, I found it quite a tense game tonight. Um, I thought our front three didn't fire the the way they can do, the way we're familiar with them doing. There was one or two moments of intricate passing that looked great, but it didn't quite come off of the front three tonight. Plus, um, respect to Brighton, they are a tough team, much tougher than I expected. They're all big lads. Um, they're very well drilled. Uh, they're defensively sound. They didn't lose their shape at all. Chris Chris Hewton's got them very organised. Even after we went one nil up, they didn't break from their their um, their way of playing. I thought we'd go on to a 2 or 3 nil when they came out to try and grab the equaliser, but they held their shape till practically the last 10 minutes of the game uh, when they did come out a little bit, because they had to, to try and um, to try and grab an equaliser. And there were a couple of moments when I thought they might. I saw a good save at, at, towards the end from Alisson uh, and Van Dijk was, as usual, immense. 
But uh, the fact remains, no matter how you do it, we still got three points. It was a day when City dropped two, which is the, the kind of chink in their armour that we're looking for. And we managed to take advantage, although it was quite strained. Um, but nevertheless, three points, three wins out of three, nine points out of nine. Guess who's top of the league? An Anfield Plus podcast from the Liverpool Echo. An Anfield Plus podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, it certainly wasn't pretty, but Liverpool got the job done here at Anfield this evening. It finished 1-0 against Brighton. They uh, really had to work hard for it. It was uh, Liverpool far from their fluent best. It was a very disjointed, patchy performance. I think there was a, a lot of players, especially going forward, who were nowhere near their, their usual levels. But you know they do say that the sign of a team who's, who's able to challenge for titles is able to win when they're not at their best. And Liverpool have certainly done that twice this week with a, you know, a really hard-fought win down at Crystal Palace on Monday night. And then uh, a really scrappy uh, performance against uh, Chris Hewton's Brighton. Um, it just never really got going. I think you, you know, Klopp cut a very agitated figure on the touchline quite early on. I think you know, the passing was quite sloppy. Um, they got themselves into some great pos- positions but uh, didn't really make the most of them. Um, you know, Mane missed a... Uh, an early chance that you'd have backed him to tuck away with the form he's been in. Firmino had a header as well that was well saved by by Matthew Ryan. And when the when the goal did finally arrive midway through the first half, you know you, you kind of expected that to settle Liverpool down and and for the floodgates to open. You know it was a, it was a really well worked goal. It was a, a piece of quality out of keeping really with the rest of the game. Where uh, James Milner got to give him massive credit for the part he played in the goal, his tenacity and desire to win the ball back in midfield. And then Liverpool did move the ball quickly with uh, Mane and Firmino involved. And then a wonderful finish from, from Salah, who uh, just nonchalantly placed it into the bottom corner from the edge of the box. But Liverpool didn't kick on. Um, you know, If anything, they re- regressed after that, really. And um, you know, there was a few nervy moments at the other end. Um, you know, Alisson Becker certainly showed his worth to Liverpool here tonight. You know, didn't have a, a huge amount to do, but what, what we saw was you know, he's so comfortable with the ball at his feet. Maybe a little bit too comfortable at times. There was one one uh, one one occasion when uh, Glenn Murray uh, nearly nearly picked his pocket, um, but Allison got away with that one and he got a standing ovation after nonchalantly lifting the ball over uh, Knockhart's head and uh, and giving it back to to Van Dijk after the Dutchman had sold him a bit short with a back pass and you know whilst everyone else seemed to be losing their heads and it was all getting a bit anxious um Allison looked like uh, he was playing in a testimonial he didn't have a care in the world um and that that relaxed nature I think rubs off on on the, on teammates as well because you know although Liverpool weren't great going forward tonight again you know it's another solid defensive display three clean sheets in a row Allison yet to concede a goal and I thought Joe Gomez did really well um you know, I think you know, a young defender who people were asking questions about him, but he's really stepped up in the absence of Day and Lovren. I thought he was great alongside Virgil Van Dijk, and in front of them, I thought the pick of the pick of the team tonight was was Genie Wijnaldum. You know, I think there was a stat going around that he misplaced one of his 76 passes over the uh, 90 minutes and put in a really tireless shift and such a you know, valuable player to clock with. Just how versatile. He is, um, you know, we, we've seen him make a difference going forward when he's in that advanced midfield role, and he's proved in the opening few weeks of the season that, it, that he's uh, very accomplished when it comes to the holding role, as well. So, uh, and Alden certainly uh, my standout performer tonight. 
Um, yeah, it did, it did all get pretty nervy in that second half. Liverpool you know, couldn't kill Brighton off. And, uh, you know, in the end, Brighton could easily have, uh, have nicked a point with uh, uh, Gross, Pascal Gross, had the, you know, the header six yards out, got in between uh, Liverpool's two centre-backs. But Alisson came to the rescue, made a, you know, a, a fine save. And uh, at the final whistle, you know, I think relief was the overriding emotion inside Anfield because uh, Liverpool have been a joy to watch uh, here for, for many months. But uh, this was a game to be uh, endured rather than enjoyed today. An Anfield Plus podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Um, nine points after three games is... I never heard anything negative about that, to be honest. So, um, didn't, we didn't concede a goal. Nothing negative about that. But if you watch then the games, you, you, you see, and um, um, we knew it before the game, and now probably a few more people know it, we have still a lot of work to do, no problem with that as well. So, um, first half was, I think, like it should be. Um, good mindset, really patient in the right moment, passing around the formation, through the formation, creating moments. Um, and that's what we, and we scored the goal, could have scored more, didn't give them a lot of, I don't think they had a chance in the first half. Um, so, but then there was half time, and um, when, after half time, we didn't do exactly the same. It, um, Maybe it's my English or whatever, um, but um, we changed. Obviously, uh, <laughs> the boys changed a little bit, and it was not the, the, the best idea. Let me say like this: so we we, we didn't show the same patience anymore um, to play around. So the, it was immediately the start was a bit more open, looked like a more open game. Absolutely no need for that. Then we controlled it again. That's good. And then in the last. Ten minutes. I'm not sure. So they had uh, they had their moments because we started then passing through an area where there was no space. So they, we lost that these balls. We had to run. They had they wanted to run and um, they had their chances. Allison had to make a big save. Nice, good for him, good for us. Um, and we won the game very deserved. So that's how it should be. One nil. I don't think it's a as a result, we had very often since I'm in, so I'm very happy that we have one of that. So because it was the best we could get today, and so all good. I think Pep Guardiola said this week the players are still not 100% fit, and we have exactly the same the same problem. That's how it is. This cannot be. We cannot we cannot give the boys no summer break, then a very short um, preseason, and say you know deliver at your best. So we have to go through these games are the most important sessions we have to become as fit as possible. So that means it's clear if you don't decide a game earlier, a match early, um, then it stays pretty exciting and that's how, how it was. So I'm, I, I'm completely, it was clear that we will not start slowly and at the end we will show our best. So in this moment of the season we, we started pretty lively, did, how I said, did exactly the right things. In a moment the concentration level dropped a bit and you could see we had a few really wrong decisions and that gave them then the opportunity to, to, to use that. But that's how football is. I can't remember a perfect football game and today, of course, it was not a perfect football game, but it was good enough. How is that? We deserved the three points. So I think nobody doubts that. And that's first and foremost the most important thing. And um, yeah, happy, really happy about that. And again, I knew before the game that we have um, a lot of work to do. So, and now maybe you know it as well. Very good, and today was a big test. Huh? And obviously, Brighton thought, let's pick 
Joe Gomez fought a long ball challenge with um, with Mur- with Murray, and and Joe did really did really well. It was really whatever real challenges around. I'm not. Sure, I don't think he made one foul. I don't think so. He won probably 70, 80 percent of these duels, and um, uh, and Murray had won two foul situations. From my point of view, the third or fourth one would have been not a big mistake as well. Um, but um, no, no, he did really well. He's a good footballer. I like how he how his, his confidence grows as well. Um, yeah, it's, uh, the speed is good. There's a lot of a lot of nice things for a centre half. So I'm I'm really happy about that. And today we thought about that change a bit earlier, bringing then. Joel Matip um, and uh, do Joe on the on the right fullback side. So um, I, I thought the last four minutes already. I thought it was a fantastic idea. So maybe had, we could have done it 10-15 minutes earlier. Trent felt intensity as well today, so it's all good. Um, but Joe can play these both positions, and that, that's cool. And now in centre half as well, he played for England in a, as a as a centre back more with three in the back, able to do that. So we fill his. CV, step by step, all together. It's nice that he's here. Yeah, we said we said goodbye yesterday, so it's um, he was he's really looking forward to it. So that's good. It's good for him. It's um, um, I really think Loris is a uh, is a fantastic goalkeeper in the best in a very good goalkeeper age. Um, when we a lot of people spoke now about um, to me about our improved defensive. Things and as good Alison was in the last three games. In most of the games, when we were already really good in that, he was not here. So it was still Loris in the goal, and he did a lot of good things. And when I think, when I saw the Besiktas team, that's a quite experienced team that they have there. So I think they have a good chance to to win the league in Turkey. So that's that's cool. Now they have a, a really good goalkeeper, and I'm really happy for him. And he was very happy about that opportunity as well. So, all good, and we have Simon Minionli here, a wonderful, um, perfect goalkeeper as well for us, and um, so that's the situation now. Plus the two kids, of course. You've been listening to an Anfield Plus podcast on the LFC Echo app.